Hello and welcome to the Slow Selling Podcast for sincere and caring leaders and managers who want to continually improve results without sacrificing principles or profits. Here you will learn the real secrets of customer attraction, conversion, loyalty and reputation without any marketing hype and definitely without any quick fixes. Slow Selling will give you peace of mind and confidence to stick to your principles and at the same time outperform your bigger and better funded competition. It'll also help you to slow down, use your time more effectively and get unstuck from the day-to-day problems you face. I'm your host, Guy Arnold. So without further ado, let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Slow Selling Podcast. Uh, This is called How to Get People to Do What You Want. Now, I guess that may sound a bit like a sort of tantrum-y sort of child, but what we're talking about here is how do you actually get people to do what they said they would do? And it sounds like a a stupid question because, yeah, sure, of course people do what they say they're going to do. But I guess you know and I know that that isn't the case. We set tasks, we agree projects, we agree guidelines and timescales and things, and things don't just, just don't seem to happen quite as we plan them. And people don't seem to come through and do what they promised they would do. And eventually we end up having to sort of bribe and push them, the old carrot and stick method. And it's tiring and frustrating. And you've got a million other things, better things to do with your time rather than having to follow people up and and push and pull them. So there must be a better way. And here this podcast is about helping you find a few ideas, a few simple principles to, to take a better way and to do this better. So... Let's throw a few ideas around and see what we come up with. So here's a good example. Only today uh, I have been trying to get hold of a company to come and clean some walls in a building that we own um, because they've got mouldy over the winter, uh, gone green. And this company, they they put a leaflet through the door saying this is what we do. So I called them and then I got no response. And then I called them again and I got no response. And I thought, why would a company bother to advertise what they do and then not return calls? It's completely mad, isn't it? But, but we know this stuff happens all the time and you know, not just, uh, not just in, in those situations. In every situation, it seems so strange that people say they're going to do something, they agree to something, and just they just don't. And I guess you know, they don't, probably don't mean to mess you around. They're probably not just trying – they're not going to say, hey, I'm going to make your life difficult today. That's not the, they just get waylaid, they're not organized, they don't have a good system, they miss things, they lose things, they forget things. Um, so how can you, what can you do to influence that and make it work better for you and your organization? Because you know, you're busy and you need to be hyper effective if you're going to compete in today's super competitive market. And so this podcast is about straightforward stories and advice so that you sign up to our weekly top tips list and you keep in touch with us and you keep moving forward as part of the slow selling system. So we're trying to give lots of help and advice so that you want to stick with us. That's our that's our plan anyway. OK, so how to get people to do what you want. Now, this can apply in all sorts of areas. So you could be a leader or a manager. And how do you get your people to do what you want? You could be working in a team. And how do you get other team members to stick to what they promise to do? 
You could be trying to find a supplier or trying to follow up with a supplier, as we've just discussed, uh, and, and finding that frustrating, maybe. And you could even be trying to influence your customers. I'm sure everyone's trying to do that. And the same principles apply in a slightly different way. So we're not going to cover customers today, but the principles are principles, so they apply to every situation. They're principles of, uh, of influence and, and getting things done that we're going to talk about today. So... We're suggesting that uh, you're a leader. We're going to look at this from the point of view of you as a leader in your independent business, competing against bigger and better funded competition and trying to, to be more effective, get your people more fired up, uh, and ensure that they do more for less, i.e. they get better results with less effort on your part of having to chase them and cajole them. Okay. And I think the key thing to start with is three principles. And the principles are this. Number one is people are volunteers. People have, uh, people, yeah, they may be your employee, they may be working with you or for you, but they are, in their own mind, they are a volunteer. Their job is just part of their life that they happen to be doing at the moment. And they're going to act, they're going to act in a way as a volunteer. They're going to do whatever it is is their their biggest priority according to their principles and their standards and their judgments. They're going to do whatever they find the most important at the time. Now, they may be a really well-organized, go-for-it person that, you know, are worth their weight in gold. And let's hope you have a few of those in your organization working with you. Um, or they may be the sort of person at the other end of the scale who's totally disorganized and just responds to a million things around them as and when they come. They've got a desk that looks like a, a pile of paper in, in a rubbish bin, and uh, they, they've got a million emails in their inbox that, that are waiting to be dealt with. So it's going to be somewhere between those two two two, two ends. And what sort of people are they and, and what are they going to do? That's one of the key things. So remember, your people are volunteers with different strengths and weaknesses. That's principle number one. And we'll talk about how to deal with that principle number one in a second. Principle number two is people are always doing their best. Now, this is something that people really uh, often struggle with when I talk about this in public situations, um, in groups and seminars and training courses, etc. People say, well, so-and-so did this. It can't be their best. So a little story here, I think, will illustrate this, this uh, better than anything else. I work uh, in the soup kitchen in my local city. And one day, it was midsummer, uh, I was running late to get to the soup kitchen. I had a, a meeting a, a long way away, and I had to rush down and um, uh, arrived at the soup kitchen late in my suit, sweaty and frustrated because I knew that they were going to be busy and uh, don't like to, you don't like to let people down. And I came in in a great muck sweat in my suit and started working straight away, serving the homeless people um, in the soup kitchen in, in my suit. And, and that's fine. That's what I'm there for. I'm very happy to do that. And one of the, uh, one of the guys who, who was there well, was, was laughing at me. So he said, you really are an idiot, aren't you? I think he used a different word, but it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> he said, you really are an idiot. You know, you're rushed. I can see you've been rushing around the country. You're here in your suit. You're hot and sweaty. You probably haven't been home. Blah, 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 blah. And, um, you know, you, here you are serving me food. And, uh, and, all, and what I've been doing all day is I've been sitting on the cathedral green, feeding the pigeons. I've had a wonderful day. It's been beautiful and sunny. I've had an absolutely beautiful day. And uh, you know, it, the point is that it doesn't matter your, your thoughts or judgment about that. The point is that both of us are doing our best. 
So he was running his life as best as he could, and I'm running my life as best I can. And we all do strange things and have different foibles and totally different standards of what is important and what constitutes success on a daily basis. So point principle number two is people are doing their best already. And in order to influence them, you need to know what they see as their best. And you need to make sure that is aligned with what you want to achieve or, or what you both want to achieve in what this project or task. Well, that'll come clear. We'll, we'll explain how to do that in a second. And principle number three, so three principles. Principle number three is what gets measured gets done. This doesn't need, need any explanation, but if you measure something, it'll 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 um, improve it'll 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 move forward simple example was a, a, a steel company in the states uh, many years ago uh, and one of the one of their plants was well but well behind the other plants in the terms of productivity i think they were making five inventory turns in a in a shift and the average i think was seven so the the managing director of the business went to the firm and had a look around and saw what was going on and you know didn't wasn't able to see anything particular that needed doing but obviously things weren't moving smoothly and people weren't, weren't working together as effectively as they could so what he did was he just took a big piece a piece of chalk and he wrote on the floor at the entrance the number five and as everyone went out of the building and the shift and came into the building at the end of the beginning of the next shift they said well what's this number five on the floor and he said to them the number five is the number of inventory turns you did in this last shift um, and so we want to see what you can do with that number. And so, of course, just by putting that number on the floor, people got motivated. Now we can do better than five. We can do better five. We can do five and a half. We can do five and a half. We can do six. We can do six. And just by putting that number on the floor in chalk and continually focusing on it and talking to people about it, they managed to move that from five up to, I think, seven or eight uh, pretty quickly by getting people to say, we need to move this number forward. So principle number three is what gets measured gets done. Okay, so how do we deal with these three principles? Principle number one, treating people as volunteers. I think there are three things to try and do here. Number one is make sure that everything is explained clearly. You may think it's clear, but they may not. Number two is ask their opinion on what they can do about it or what needs to be achieved. And number three, check before you let them go, before you let them do it, check that they have the attitude, knowledge and skills to actually do it. So the attitude that they want to do it, the knowledge that they can do it, and the skills that they have the tools and things available to actually do it. So three things that they uh, that to, to do uh, when you're treating them as volunteers. Number one, make sure everything is explained clearly. Number two, and there's a lot behind that in itself. Number two is ask for their opinion, their input. Uh, do you think this is clear? Do, how do you feel about these sort of uh, th these ideas? Are you fo are you clear on what results we're looking for? Uh, and 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 just to explain this, making things clear in the first place, make sure that the key thing that everyone is aware of is what are what we call the desired results. What are the outputs we're looking for? So rather than brief tasks as um, I want you to do this or I want you to do that, it's much better to say these are the results we are looking for. Now, that's step number one, very clear set of results. These are the results that we're looking for, okay? Number two, doesn't matter how you do it, that's your job to do it. Uh, what do you think of those results and how do you think you might be able to get them and what sort of help that do you need? And number three, checking 
the attitude, knowledge, and skills. Okay, so that's treating them as volunteers. Principle number two is, are you know, <clears throat> they're doing their best. And the way to make sure that you know that they're doing their best uh, and to move their best towards your best and to make sure your both of your bests are aligned is to ask open questions. So things like, are how clear are they on the desired results? Not are they clear on the desired results. If you ask them, are they clear on the desired results? They're going to probably say yes, because they don't want to look silly. But if you say to them, how clear are you on the desired results? Maybe go through each desired result one by one and say, how clear out of 10 are you on, the, on this? Okay, so you're, you're asking them to open up to tell you what they think and what their beliefs and what their skills and what their knowledge is, okay? Uh, another question like, how do you think you can do it? Uh, what do you think you can do? What problems might you have? What tools might you need? And lastly, and very importantly, which will bring us on to the third principle, how should we measure progress? You know, what measures should we put in place and how should, when, when will we meet up or when will you report on, on progress? So, that, so principle number two of people are doing their best is the principle of using really good open questions to do something which we call peeling the onion, peeling the layers away to get down to some really clear facts, to understand them really clearly um, so that you can then ensure that they absolutely see it the same way as you do and they have the same definition of success and that they are clear and um, motivated to absolutely give this 100% to get the results. And principle number three, principle number three was what gets measured gets done. Make sure here, the, the tip here is to make sure that you build in accountability into every plan or, or process that you put in place. You know, so that, you know, what are the follow-ups? What are the measures? And the measures, of course, have to relate to the desired results that you clarified in step number one. What are the measures? How do they relate to the desired results? And really importantly here, let's just agree some consequences. What are the consequences if this goes well? What other things could we do? Where can we take this? How can, you know, what, 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 uh, what ways forward will there be that will be exciting and interesting and, and rewarding for us? And secondly, the consequences of failure. What happens if this doesn't go well? What happens if you don't deliver on time? What happens if you struggle? What are the consequences of this getting into trouble? Let's agree those up front so that if they happen, if the person does get into trouble, if the person does struggle, they're going to come to you quickly and say, look, we, we said this, this was our plan. I was really happy with the plan. I've absolutely gone for it, but I'm struggling with this. Can you help? Let's move it forward. So it's getting everyone on the same side. It's what Stephen Covey would call think win-win and then seek first to understand, then to be understood. And using those three principles, you know, treat them as volunteers, ask them for their inputs with open questions and hold them accountable. Those are the key things. So a good example, a simple example of, of, of all of this. Many years ago, when we were running a, a pub and hotel on Dartmoor, um, we hired a new cook. Um, it was myself and my wife doing the cooking in rotation. And then we had children. Uh, children started to come along. I don't know how they came along, but they did. And we thought, oh, blimey, how are we going to handle this? You know, one thing, we can't do everything. Can't cook and bring children up and serve in the bar and sort out this and do that and replace the windows, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, so we, had, we, we were hired a new cook, a lovely lady called Iris. And... Um, when she arrived with us, she said she, we said we sat down for the meeting of 
of, of, of what we expected from her. So, and she said, she said, well, okay, well, I'm here, you know, I can do all this stuff. What do you want me to do? So instead of asking, answering that question, what do we want you to do? We instead had a really good in-depth meeting with notes and minutes taken to hold, uh, hold everyone accountable on what were the desired results. So the desired results was tasty, changing, traditional and interesting food uh, and everything homemade. So those, that's what we wanted. Okay, as long as she could do that, then we're going to be happy. Okay, well, uh, how clear is she? What sort of things can she do? Uh, what, what, are her, what are her ideas? How would she do that? What help does she need? What resources uh, in the kitchen does she have? What resources would we need to supply for her? How can we uh, hold and, and how can we work with her to make that happen? So clear on the desired results, asking open questions to make it happen, and thirdly, holding her accountable. So uh, how often shall we meet? How will we measure success? What are the key factors that we're going to look for to see how well this is working? And um, although I didn't know it at that time, I know this is, this is what I have learned from my, my, all my experience and all this sort of stuff. So I've learned the three key steps, but we actually did it um, without knowing that we were doing it at that time. And it resulted in a really valuable relationship with her. She, we're still friends with her. And she absolutely worked fantastically well. She was an absolute joy to have around and really enhanced both our personal and our business quality of life and, and likewise us for her. So it was a really profitable, powerful win-win relationship because we took the time to set it all up in a proper win-win way, even though we didn't know the key three steps at the time. So little recap so you can remember, the three principles are number one, people are volunteers. Number two, they are generally doing their best. Nobody gets out of bed in the morning and goes, I'm really going to screw it up today. And number three, what gets measured gets done. So to use those three principles. So the, the key three things to do is, number one, treat them as volunteers, explain very clearly the desired results, ask their opinion, and check their attitude, knowledge, and skills. Number two, ask them or build the plan together using open questions. So ask them open questions to build the plan together. They need to be involved. No involvement equals no commitment. So they need to be involved in the plan. If you just hand somebody a plan to do, they're not going to be involved in it because they're not going to be committed to it because they weren't involved in putting it together. So the point number two is involve them in putting it together by using open questions and focusing on what needs to be done and how it's going to be done from their point of view and you questioning them and putting that plan together between you. And number three, holding them accountable. And this is one thing I think that, that so many, particularly people in small organizations and independent organizations, um, this is so often lacking. They don't, they're not holding people accountable. They're not agreeing the accountability when the task was agreed in the first place or when the projects were set up. So agree the accountability going forward. Um, how, how are we going to measure this? When will we follow up? Uh, and what are the consequences of success or failure? So, and so often when I'm working with my clients, um, uh, particularly when they come to me and say, oh, we've had this project and it's really not going according to plan. Um, so uh, you know, can, can you have a look at it for us? So we look at the project and we look at all the briefing and we look at the cor correspondence between people and we talk to people and well, we listen to people and find out what's happening. And always 
there's some message there's some mess ups in these three areas but more often than not the mess up is in the accountability they didn't agree accountability at the start and therefore because it's what gets measured gets done if it's not measured it's unlikely to get done so because people are going to be pushed and pulled everyone's too busy everyone's distracted everyone's being pulled around in different directions if even if you're not holding people accountable effectively then there are a very high chance that things aren't going to get done unless they are a self-motivated superstar um, but you can't employ only self-motivated superstars because there aren't enough of them to go around. And anyway, they're probably running their own businesses themselves. So um, the three career principles, treat them as volunteers, um, ask them for input and, and involvement through open questions, and number three, hold them accountable. Okay, hope that's helpful. Hope that uh, gives you a, a nice tip for this podcast. Keep listening to the podcast and above all, make sure you sign up on slow-selling.org to the free t weekly top tips list that will keep you updated of podcasts and blogs, etc., etc. So you know what's going on. You can click on what you want to read and it's all there. It's all free. It's always going to be free. And we will also let you know when the Slow Sellers Association launches so you can be involved in that if you want to. There's never any obligation. There's no selling, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's a completely free service. Make sure you sign up, slow-selling.org. Go to the link, put your name in there, sign up today. It's absolutely vital information. And uh, if, you're, if you're a leader or a manager in a small independent business, this is going to be stuff that's going to – this is designed for you to give you the advantage you need to help you – compete against bigger and better funded competition. That's our focus. That's what we're trying to do all the time to help you do that, because that's the situation that we've been in many, many times. So keep following and sign up. And thanks very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Slow Selling Podcast and got at least one valuable tip and action from it to help you continually improve results without sacrificing principles or profits. If you want to learn more secrets and systems, please be sure to go to slow-selling.org and sign up to our email weekly top tips list. When you sign up, you'll also get a free copy of my book, The Seven Deadly Sins of Sales, and three exclusive videos on the key secrets to growing your sales and profits and energizing your people without having to resort to expensive marketing or quick fix promotions. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon.